Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Do you all still live together? We, yeah, we do now, uh, kind of. Uh, when we were in Nottingham, we all lived in the same house for a year. Um, and now we live in the same building. We were just uh, split up in two. So we live in the same flat. And then the other two guys live in a flat downstairs. Downstairs, I mean, direct downstairs, so we can always shout out the window and say, look down and say hi. Um, but we're in the same uh, apartment block, which is cool. Yeah. Was there a period when you were all kind of in the same apartment? Uh, well, last year we lived in the same house. When we were a student, um, last year we were still at uni and we all lived in the same house, like student halls house. in a really rough area of Nottingham, in a really bad house. Um, it was shocking. Uh, and we're kind of paying the same amount of money now for a much nicer place to live. So we're yeah. happy about that. Yeah, but we were, we were all four of us were living together for uh, last year when we were in. How did all living in the one place kind of change the dynamic of the band and your relationship to it? It definitely made it easier to be a band. Obviously, the pandemic didn't help, but it, it allowed us all to write together to like get to know each other, like in terms of what's annoying about each other. When we on tour, we all know like who does what, who's who's the tidiest. But yeah, no, it definitely helped the dynamic in the sense that we all got involved in the writing more. Yeah, it was, it was really conducive to to. Well, the EP right now, most of it was written in that house. So, yeah, it's been really good. What do you think is the biggest step forward that you've taken in the last year as a band? Oh, um, that was a good question. question. Uh, I think it's probably sort of releasing music and being more, I think now our kind of of standards for, for what we put out are a bit different now to what they were a year ago and that's for like a variety of reasons before it was like five um, five of us would say oh let's record this song sounds good let's put it out next week yeah you know let's not spend money on it let's just do it yeah and that's more so you know we had no manager we had no label nothing um so yeah kind of 
it's, you, 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 your ears are very different. You're kind of like, oh, you know, this sounds great. Where in, in a year's time, you look back at old stuff and you're like, no, it doesn't sound so good. Uh, so I think I think that's probably the, the main yeah. thing. Like our kind of threshold for what we like is gone up a bit. I think working with producers like Rich as well, who like, yeah, I've got your record of doing really good shit. Like elevates what like a an idea into like an actual song. Where before all the pandemic and stuff like that, we didn't have a producer. We we went into a studio with an engineer who took down basically verbatim what we had as an idea. And then that was it. But now we have an idea and we work with him to like make the idea better, which is really nice. And then the final product is sometimes completely different to what we went in with, but that's fine because we're all happy with it. So yeah, I think as well as that, like the stuff we release now is completely different and the way we approach it is really different and the way we record is really different, which yeah. is nice, which yeah. took more time and thought into it. That process that you used to work in, you know, where you would record a song and then within five days it would be out, like what you were saying there, you know, a couple of years back or whatever, or last year. What were some of the main positives from that process in your development as a band? I think for me, being really impatient is we decided when stuff was released. So if we wanted a song next Thursday, we could do it. Yeah. And that was really nice. Yeah. Because then we could have a good flow of music um, and work to our own own timetable. But I think it's better now being strategic and patient even though we are really the most impatient like four lads you could ever meet mm-hmm. um, like we, we started recording this EP yeah, last almost year November I think or October so it's been a year mm-hmm. but yeah it's been good yeah no it's definitely like I think working working like the old way was good because it just meant we could kind of we could release a lot of music even if now we think perhaps you know it was maybe a bit rushed um, it at least gave us a chance to um, for people to, people to listen to a lot of music and kind of kind of judge it straight away. They had they had songs they could listen to. Yeah. They might not have been the best, um, but this kind of unknown band that hadn't really heard before, they could they could give a, a few songs. And, Definitely, and uh, I think when when we had money in the day, we used used to as soon as we had money, we just used to record, which was nice. Um, yeah, that was cool. You know, that's what you know, which was always fun. Yeah, but it's completely different now, which I think is better. Obviously, it's better now. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was fun like having our own timetable and doing what we wanted to do. But that's life; you have to mm-hmm. change your style sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you said that you started working on the EP last November. In that time span, how has your idea of what this EP needs to be for the band developed and changed? It's changed, especially in the last few months. There's two songs going to be on it, which we are old songs, which we didn't expect to be on it. So yeah, we had a broad idea of what I wanted to be, obviously, like with coming away, just like the the, the main track. the main track. But kind of like Street Fight kind of came from that minimum wage in a sense. But yeah, no, it's definitely changed. Like if you asked me last year what would be on the EP, mm. I don't think I don't think two of the songs which are gonna be on it would have been on it. Um but yeah, no, it's definitely changed and people's opinions of stuff changed and how we work with people like Rich has helped it like and change what's on it so we've got more songs than we need for it, which is nice we can always save songs for like EP2 and three and stuff yeah no I think um, like certain songs have been added to it to make it kind of a slightly longer EP so, so it feels like an EP there was almost there was almost a point where it was going to be the EP was going to kind of look like just a collection of a few singles and that would be it Correct. and then since they've um, us and the label sort of said oh, let's add a few more songs to this um, so it feels like a proper EP now, six parts, which is cool. Um, 
um, because then it feels like then it feels like worth the wait. Um, because we we started saying to fans we were recording an EP before COVID. This was before we've got we signed or anything. Yeah, yeah, we recorded some. And the only track that got used was Coming of Age. That was going to be, oh yeah, and, and, and that's it. So two out of four songs um, only got used. That was part of an old EP we were planning before anything like that happened. Recording pre-COVID. February 2020. Pre-COVID, pre-record label, pre-anything. So it's nice that um, your Coming of Age can be on this you know, we can save that for this EP, which is going to have newer songs on it, and, and it's not old ones as well, and old songs like elevated older ones, which is nice because we do we play the old ones on our sets now. But it's, it's it was a shame that we took them down, but we get one, um, so it's nice to bring them back in a kind of different way. Yeah, which be fun. Yeah, I think like what you're saying is well. You know, the idea of the EP becoming a, a bigger piece of work. Once you do that, you start to see these themes emerge and kind of link the songs together. In turn, how does that impact the development of the songs themselves? How have the songs that are on the EP changed as a result of broadening it out? I think there's less like kind of pressure on an individual song. If you have if you have a big if you have a, a bigger EP, then there's kind of less pressure on each song kind of being sort of the one everyone sort of pays attention to. Obviously, you have lead, you have like lead tracks um, and kind of more EP tracks. It's yeah, I think having a bigger piece of work and as you said, like inspiration from the songs and stuff on the EP, like there is like, we're, trying, we're still in the process of developing like the blonde sound. So as we as we record each track and going, oh, that's quite blonde, that rich quite blonde, that, that synth pad is quite blonde. Da, da, da. Mm. So like, so looking at something from Street Fight and we put in one of the songs we put in the main, it's like, oh yeah, that... You can see that correlates and that, that kind of works. See, I think the more you record and the bigger piece of work is, the more you're not influenced by your own work because they think that is a thing, but the more you're like inspired on this, you try this sound, this way of doing things. So definitely, I think they all complement each other in the way that it is like the first like, establishment of our sound, mm-hmm. like, in quotation marks. Because mm. I really, I, I think we thought that like the older songs which are going to be on, on this EP wouldn't, just wouldn't sit well with the newer stuff because we thought, oh man, they're so, they're so different, recorded at, written at a different time, recorded at, um, first recorded at a different time and then revisiting the old songs now and listening to the new versions now, it's kind of like, they do, it, it does fit now, uh, whereas before I think we were a bit apprehensive, like how are we going to, how these houses new ones and old ones going to like sit in and be not so sure about that and then now I'm kind of confident that there is there are little bits it's quite hard to it's very hard to articulate you're not hearing them, these yeah. things without you're not hearing them but um, you know the similarities between each of the songs I think even though they are quite different songs they are very like sonic and um, different like, very much I do agree it, it, it's, 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 no, it's no concept EP because every song is written at a different time I um, think but uh, yeah, it's very like the whole EP, which is my opinion anyway, is like all the songs kind of have a sense of nostalgia. Um, yeah. Even if they sound like one's more retarded and one's more like simple or whatever, they all they all go on this underlying theme like nostalgia and like looking back or something like that, which I think was unintentional, but <laughs> has definitely happened, which is nice. And it's nice to not write in a thematic way, but have a set of songs which meant a lot meant a lot to us a couple of years ago and to bring them back is nostalgic but it's also like 
I think the content of the songs is pretty nostalgic as well. But yeah, I think a bigger project is nice because you can try things in other songs which maybe didn't fit one of the other songs. Yeah, it's quite cool. I guess with what you're, you know, you're saying about taking the older songs into it as well, maybe you just needed that distance in order to reapproach them. Yeah, no, and, and having different perspectives as well, having Rich working on having our managers looking at it, the label, having people looking at it, because before it was just five of us writing a song. As I said, the, where we recorded them, the engineer just engineered it. He didn't offer his opinion, really. So, yeah, it's nice to have A, the distance, and B, just different perspectives from different like musical tastes, which is nice. Yeah, it's interesting. It sounds like you've got a really positive group of creative people around you now, with the management and the label and Rich. Mm-hmm. Who do you feel like pushes you most creatively? That's not a member of the band. Probably <laughs> Tim. Yeah, our manager Tim is very. Um, uh, <laughs> he's involved in the creative side. He likes to listen to what we, you know. He likes to sit in on recording sessions and and a lot of changes we've made, a lot of changes we've made to things towards the end are his ideas. We've been, um, and the majority of the time they're, 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 they're good ideas and they work, but they work really well so we have Tim who's like the creative manager and then Gary is also really creative but he's more like the he's very organized he, so he taught managers and Halo as well like so logistics. logistics he's really good at that one of the things in the last year that seems like it's become quite an integral part of the band's kind of narrative and story is what happened with TikTok last year and the single and the way that it shut off on that platform it's quite interesting to think about that in the context of what we've been speaking about with, you know, finding your sound on this new EP. What element of your personality do you feel comes across really strongly in your TikTok and your social media? And what element of your personality do you feel comes across really strongly in the music and the new EP? I think uh, social media and TikTok shows how weird we are. Um, and how our sense of humor is probably unique. Unique is a really good, I was going to say just shit. Um, but yeah, nobody really likes our sense of humor. Of themselves, um, so yeah, that's what comes across in our TikToks, especially. Um, but yeah, you probably have some music better than me. Uh, it's difficult uh, uh, to to give up what 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 comes through on through our songs. It's probably just being. Um, I think maybe our age, maybe like like kind of like how old we are and what we experience and what we have experienced in the you know in that. Um, sort of come, <laughs> come, yeah. And when you when you get to the end of your, when you get to the latter stages of your life at twenty two, yeah. um, uh, we, uh, I think our age and sort of our jet like showing our, our generation, like like where we that yeah. kind of comes through in our music, like lyrically and 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 what what kind of music we like and sonic like what kind of music we like listening to comes across probably. Uh, nothing too much about I, I don't think there's not individual yeah the individual personalities probably doesn't come up really in, in our they're all quite weird it's more about draw I think for, for our music it's more about drawing upon experiences um, rather than you know you know um, I'm feeling grumpy today or you know, you, know, yeah. you know I'm in a shit mood today kind of thing it's more I've experienced this <laughs> yeah, I think we take the music a lot more seriously than the TikTok videos because uh, we're. Uh, I think we're better at the music than we are. We're not TikTok uh, content. Um, now people at our label say it's quite it's quite hard to kind of uh, break through on TikTok and make sort of viral TikTok videos. And there's like, oh, you know, give, how about you try this, try that? And it's like, oh, we're actually quite shit at making TikToks as a yeah. And the ones we think are hilarious, no one likes. 
Like, yeah. We think we're the funniest people in the world. The ones you put time in and like edit like really well. No one cares about when you do something stupid. I did something like that. I was crying because I couldn't get a shot and that did really well. Yeah. Like, some like ridiculous, just 10 second video is like stupid. Gets loads of views, but like, you know, it's kind of baffling. Really. We're not really, we don't, yeah, we don't really do it much anymore because we realize we're actually quite bad at it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we won't, you won't, uh, we're not going to venture off into uh, I'm not being TikTok, TikTok influencers anytime soon because we're bad. <laughs> that idea that you, you've touched upon there that's quite interesting that, you know, when you kind of don't put too much time into something and you don't think about it, that's the thing that shoots off. Mm. Could that also be applicable to music? Is there a parallel there? And sometimes the idea is that you don't work the hardest on, but just to come out naturally can often be the most powerful. I do, th- I do, yeah. I do think that, definitely. Um, I think... I think it's something we'll we'll, we'll stick by, even if uh, uh, other bands and other musicians might write in a different way. That's kind of more maybe formulaic and more kind of we're going to write. You know, we want to write uh, a, a big single, and and that's the plan for today. That's today's objective, and I don't think that's we're really into that. And I don't think we'll ever really be into that because for us, we kind of base it on. You know, lo- loads of like, loads of really, really great songs for us, and loads of songs we really love. If you watch how they were written and stuff, they're kind of happy accidents, and not much thought has been yeah. uh, put. It, not that much thought has been put into shall this chorus be exactly you know how long before the singing comes in? Yeah, how long before we get to this chorus? Um, it's kind of it's all happy accidents, really. Having um, anything in life, if you ever think too much. It's not, yeah, like the end of the day, if you mm. spend too much time thinking about something, then you get bogged down in the detail. Or you just got to let what you think in the moment, let that come out. Yeah. I think that's what, especially like coming of age, I like that ages ago mm-hmm. and didn't really think too much about it. And now, like, like that, that shouldn't be, that shouldn't be a single by the rules because the intro is like nearly, a, nearly a minute long. Yeah. Um, it's like you can't have a radio symbol with, uh, with an intro that's a minute long. Um, but you know that's that's another case of a happy accident, and uh, it's gone on to do. And then that intro, you know, almost certainly like two reasons why the TikTok thing it did so like because the song is called Coming of Age, and that obviously helped the intro. Um, and the, the title was good, and the intro with no singing, that's that that bit gets used on all the videos. So that long intro helped for the TikTok stuff. Yeah. So it's things like that, and then you know those are two things that were not like. We're going to do that because of you know a trend that you know you know we obviously didn't subconscious we obviously didn't consciously decide to do that we just we decided to do it because it sounded cool um, so uh, uh, basically the way. rule for life is don't think about anything don't over, don't overthink <laughs> or just do some thinking but not not too much is that something that gets harder after you have that success is there more of a tendency to overthink in the aftermath of course yeah absolutely um, uh, that can definitely happen. Yeah, we've all done that sort of like writing stuff and, and uh, going through like a recording process or even a video or any kind of any kind of band related thing. There's always a danger of overthinking. I think something. as soon as you get more people involved in it, then it makes you question your thinking, your thought process. So mm-hmm. that's, that's a good thing. Um, it's good. It is good. Yeah, yeah but yeah, you, you, yeah, you're like inspired to think about things in a different way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think you can, everything you do as a band, you have, you have to kind of think in a way like image, like songs, uh, like set lists. You have to, 
you have to put like thought into everything because it's not just the song it's it's the image it's the the way you present yourself it's everything um, which is nice but it's also really alien for us like having to think about all those things the whole thing as a band not just a few songs mm. at what point when you're in Blondes do you feel most free from that and most free from that tendency to overthink and overanalyze when we're out drinking definitely <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah yeah, and then, then there's no there's no worry. There's no overthinking. Um, probably when we're gigging. Yeah, yeah. Actually, when we gig, yeah. we just it's just like we know the songs. Just enjoy it. Obviously, you do all the rehearsals before the gigs. Go to the gigs, have a good time, have a few beers. Like, just enjoy it. I think that's when you're most. Well, I find personally is when I probably play better because I'm not thinking about oh, am I hitting this note with the best priorities? Have a good time. Mm-hmm. Um, Mm. But there's obviously times when, like in rehearsals, we need to think about okay, the set list, the structure, what part of the song we're going to do, like this. But yeah, I think gigging for all of us is probably one of the it's a very most, freeing, yeah, most free, most especially now we've done a few since yeah. um, since lockdown that we're comfortable now with kind of the lineup and the set list, you know, set that you know it's pretty much the same set list every yeah. gig, and um, it, it, yeah, it, it's it, it's you can you can relax, you yeah, can, yeah. It's, it's more relax. It's more relaxing than I thought. It, they they quickly become much more relaxing than I thought they would yeah. be, uh, which is great. And the more you do, the more confident you get, and the less you do have to think. Which is always like, it's, it's a, experience is the best thing you can get. And yeah, I think again, yeah. Was, you know, we're kind of talking there, or we're kind of, I guess, we're skirting on the edges of the the thing that kind of links like, a lot of your songs is this effortless edge that obviously comes from that idea of not overthinking. And one of the things that also feels evocative of that is the strong melodies that run through all the songs. Is there an art to writing strong melody? Are there any tricks or tips that you figured out, or is it completely, you know, organic? I don't know. I, I don't know. We were, were um, melodies and stuff. Uh, my guitar player Alex and me kind of share that. He's um, really good. He, uh, he's 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 very good. Mm. Um, he's. Uh, He's a, he's a much um, better lyricist than me, so I think more of the melody stuff comes from me, and he, he does the, the lyric stuff. Uh, I think probably our best melodies and things are usually the first or second idea. I think that's another we come come back to overthinking, like coming up with a catchy melody. More often than not, overthinking that leads to a shit leads to a shit leads to a shit melody, and often the most uh, instinctive or the first. Or the second idea is the best. Yeah, what's natural? If it, if you if you hear like a chord progression, and Will's really good at this. If you hear a chord progression, and what you like start humming something, and what you hum is the first thing you hum is like, oh, that's obviously come from somewhere. You've not thought about, it, you've just done it. And they're yeah. normally the better ones because they're the most raw, the yeah. most like, oh, this bit of music inspired me to do this melody. And if you think too much into the melody, you're like, oh. Mm. musical theory type stuff which is important but it, it, what we find are the most evocative and the most like the best melodies the ones which literally just like come out of that it's popping yeah I mean yeah. kind of discussing that then in the context of something like Supernatural Highlights where you have things like a couple of chords but then you build the whole production around it at what point does the melody fit into that process and what role do the chords play in dictating where the melody goes that, that, that idea started from me and um that was a two chord song for a long time. That was a two chord song for for, for a long time. Uh, the melody, the, the the first five seconds of that melody is kind of a version of uh, a, a, a moment in Islands in the Stream, um, um, the Dolly Parton song, 
literally the not the chorus, not the just the tender love is but that that na da 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 polka dots and is is that that that's where that that bit came from. Uh, and it was like, oh, then the melody sort of started from there. And I had those two chords, and it's like, oh, C, F, C, F. And then it kind of, I was like, I said to Alex, you know, we can't have the chords the same in the chorus, you know. You know, two chords song is great, but it needs to make it a bit more interesting. He said, well, just swap the chords around. Yeah. So instead of doing C and F in, uh, in the verse and the chorus, do F and C, swap the, swap the chord inverse the chord structure basically for the chorus so that's what we did and then, and then it made it more interesting and then came the layering that song because it's really long you have an opportunity to add loads of layers on the top and introduce new things and then then there's like that little drop at the end and then the end of the song is big it's got all the instruments in it it's very loud so i really and that's a song that you know uh that song was a single before we got signed and you know Ordinarily, that wouldn't happen because it's five. You know, it's five minutes long. Like, who, who releases a single that's five minutes long? You can't do that. that that's silly. But uh, yeah, that's basically it's quite how it's playlist. Yeah, it's quite similar <laughs> playlist. Um, but uh, that's uh, that, that's how that song came about. Really, that's, that's uh, one of my favourite songs. I think because it's very the melody's sick, and it's what one will just go like that. It's really fun. And it's, we haven't played that in so long, but yeah. one day we'll. we'll and with what you said there about it being five minutes as well though you couldn't do what the concept of that song is in three minutes like what you're saying there but the way that you have to build it you need that scope in order to carry it out successfully yeah yeah i think so yeah yeah i agree i think that's a really good point i think yeah. there are some songs which you can't do justice in three minutes and there's some songs which need like a longer like no, november rain for example i'm not comparing super much about november rain at all but like that song needs to be that long because there's so many different aspects and elements to it which make it that song if you take any of those aspects out it's not the same it doesn't give you the same emotional response i think some songs do need to be longer like anti-industry and be longer because you get the emotion it gives you the emotional response which you probably wouldn't get if it was three minutes it's interesting too how you were talking about the the way that you you know you took influence from islands in the stream in quite a direct way what was the last piece of music that you heard that made you want to dive in deep and work out how they did it and kind of pick it apart in that fashion oh that's that's a really good question um i think it was probably only the other day actually like i really want to watch this um I've only seen trailers and little clips. I really want to watch that uh, Paul McCartney like documentary with Rick Rubin, where they literally Rick Rubin's got a mixing desk and he's showing Paul McCartney individual tracks from Beatles songs. And they were talking about I think Penny Lane and the trumpet player um, Paul McCartney saying, "Please can you play that trumpet line in Penny Lane that's got a really high note like this." Uh, and then he said, that's outside the range of the instrument. You know, that's not like mechanically possible. And Paul McCartney goes, well, at least, at least give it a try. Uh, so he gives it a try and then there's a, and then that really high note. And it's just an amazing trumpet part. Yeah. Um, so stuff like that. And like, yeah, like, yeah, I've done that countless times, like watching things like that, where musicians will sit down with a producer and then say, well, let's look at this track on the song and then just look at that and how, how that happens. So. That was probably the last one for me, I think. Yeah, made me, yeah, made me think, uh, get a trumpet on the next song, you know. Yeah, yeah, great trumpet line. We've got to have some more trumpets. Um, 
So yeah, that's a really beautiful moment. What you're talking about there with Paul McCartney trying to get him to go higher. What's a moment from your own time in the studio that kind of gives you a similar feeling? Oh, it was. Um, that's good. That's good question. I think. Well, it's probably trumpet related. To be fair, so there, there is a. Uh, we have recorded a song. Um, I'm not sure when it will be out. Uh, you know, it might. Yeah, maybe EP two. Um, where uh, and this is probably Tim, and he said, um, "I think this song will really suit your trumpet part." Um, and so uh, he, he got and managed to get uh, this really great trumpet player in Martin. Uh, down to main improvise. You know what the chords chords to this? Okay, I'll give it a go and put some little trumpet parts in. I was like, wow, that's incredible. It should just be a trumpet side. It should be any vocals. Yeah, it was that good. But yeah, no, that was that was a cool moment. That was one of the first ones we did since we just picked up results, which was really fun. Mm. About a year ago. Yeah, but that was a really cool moment. Yeah, I think every time you're in the studio, you get the chance. I think every time you're in the studio, like producing stuff, and they have an idea, it's like, "Whoa, didn't think of that." So that, that, those moments are really cool. When like someone's completely different perspective helps you create something which you couldn't have possibly thought of. Um, that's always fun. You know, we've kind of touched upon something like supernatural highlights and the way that that starts off on two chords, and it's very simplistic. And then we're also talking about like trumpets here and the way that you can kind of layer it up. How would you articulate the balance between simplicity and complexity in your writing process? That's, that's a great question. I think um, I don't think our songs are too. Or it, the more we've recorded, we've started to realise that songs don't need to be at the core. They don't need to be that complicated. Um, and a lot of songs especially uh, big songs do have a lot of similarities um, and they just, it doesn't need to be as complicated as you, as you might think. The embellishment of like the trumpet and the, and the, and the, and the like, you know, the, 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 the icing on the cake and stuff can come afterwards. Um, but in terms of like the, 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 the core of like songwriting, like it doesn't need to be that, comp- it doesn't need to be uh, that complicated. And for some people, complex, you know, I mean, I like, I, you know, for me, I, I do like sort of songs that are a bit more complex and might have some interesting flavors, a bit like that Paul McCartney thing I was talking about. Um, but a lot of people like simplicity and like anything that's a bit crazy and a bit kind of mad and a bit, a bit, you know, someone might hear like some kind of shredding solo and be like, ah, it's a bit of a turn off for me. I don't really like listening to that. It's like the Axis of Awesome, those guys who did that four chord song. They basically, that's like every like pop song is basically built on these four chords. I thought it was really fabulous because you just show at the very root of songwriting, like all these big songs and the very, very core, the very heart of it is it's a simple chord progression. And then that's the best way to start a song is to keep it simple. And then you can add all the layers and the spice and stuff. But it doesn't need to be anything like that. As long as you have like a solid foundation, like you can, you can really do anything you really want. Mm-hmm. Like minimum wage wasn't supposed to be minimum, the minimum wage it is now. Like that was an acoustic song. Yeah, and I think me and that and you were playing on the bass, and then it became something different. But at the, at the core of the song is this chord progression, which was an acoustic. That is a two chord. Song. That's a two chord song as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that that's one thing. If you have a solid foundation, and you can kind of you you can be more free and more liberal with what you do. Mm-hmm. I think. I mean, even when it comes to minimum wage, though, if you look at that from a narrative point of view, that's a song that kind of touches upon youthful confusion. 
and by having that you know simplistic like two chord structure there at the heart of it it's a very nice juxtaposition it wouldn't work as well if you had it very complete complicated on a sonic point of view along with the confusion of the narrative and the lyrical side to it yeah no i think so yeah that, that's that's a great example it, it suits it, that kind of lyrical theme the lyrical themes on that suit the simple kind of chord, chords yeah um so yeah yeah that's true I mean, when it comes to something like that, is it almost a case of you'll develop it? Will you develop it lyrically or sonically first? And then how does that kind of influence either half of it? Uh, for me, it was sonically first, I think. Yeah, yeah. Lyric, lyric, often, most of the changes tend to be like musical elements, like like what instruments do we use? And maybe it's a, a structural, like song structure thing. Um, we don't really change lyrics too much, you know, because often the first kind of lyric ideas are the best ones. Yeah. Um, sometimes we do, but I think most things that we kind of develop are kind of the, what sits beneath. The, yeah. And lyrics can take time to come. Like sometimes we've got a swan song, which is a demo called Heverox, and the music's roughly demoed. It's not fully done. Like the lyrics will come at a later date because you can't really force stuff like that. And as well as artists who do basically all the lyrics, if they have a, if they want to read a bit of poetry or something, like anything like that, or inspired by another song, yeah, they need to force lyrics. The thing is, you can, you can work on the music side of it to an easier extent than the lyrics. So I think they come naturally um, over time like some songs are very much unfinished because we just haven't gotten to it yet yeah. which is fine yeah, yeah. like we're in no rush to do it I think if you do rush to do to finish songs, songs and you thought I'm in love with them um, and you feel like oh this isn't what I intended it to be what do you feel is the most intimate moment in the songs that you've released to date I like this, the landing career that here's something really could happen and that's really like that kind of for us as well as a band who a year ago, uh, we were, were, were literally just four lads, five lads at this point. Um, and now, like a year later, we've got a record deal with one of the best producers in Britain. Like something like it, something really good and has kind of happened. And that's kind of uh, a lot of bands who were like us a year ago, who like want to make a living out of music, hopefully. And they skew it a go. Like, there's nothing to stop you from doing that. Just do what you want to do, do what you enjoy. Yeah, don't release music just for the numbers of these music you enjoy doing it. And I think that line really encapsulates like our journey so far. And like, if you have a dream, you can you can achieve those dreams. And we're really lucky to be doing what we're doing. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health 
Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.